Hello, and welcome to the podcast Euthanasia Pro and Con. My name is James M. Russell. Our guest today is the Honorable Betty E. Unger, Senator. Senator Unger represents the province of Alberta, Canada. Before becoming a senator, Betty Unger worked as a registered nurse for several years. Senator Unger has served on several provincial and community boards, including the Western Catholic Reporter, the Greater Edmonton Foundation, and she was a member of the Finance and Administration Committee of St. Joseph's Basilica. In November 2005, Senator Unger was awarded the Alberta Centennial Medal for service to the province of Alberta and to Albertans. Senator Unger was appointed to the Senate of Canada in January 2012. She is the first woman senator in Canadian history to be elected by a province and appointed by the Prime Minister. In 2012, Senator Unger was awarded the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal. Senator Unger, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. James, thank you for your introduction, and it's a pleasure to be with speaking with you this morning. Now, on June 17th of this year, Canada's Euthanasia and Physician-Assisted Suicide Bill, officially known as Medical Assistance in Dying, was voted into law by a vote of 44 to 28. You were one of the senators who voted against the bill. Could you tell us why? Uh, yes, I certainly can. In my opinion, uh, which will never change, uh, the taking of lives is morally and ethically wrong. And even when people ask that their lives be uh, ended, uh, there needs to be a very thorough investigation as to why. And history uh, is showing us uh, from such countries as Belgium and the Netherlands and in the United States, uh, states like Oregon, Washington, and Montana, uh, people are being euthanized because of conditions like uh, anorexia, and most often depression. So there, there just is no compelling reason, whatever the, the cause or the reason for the request, in my opinion, for this procedure, which is terminal, final. There's no going back. It's uh, it's taking of a life, and it it comes it came in the criminal code under the section of homicide. So the our Supreme Court of Canada, uh, in its wisdom, reversing a decision they made roughly twenty years ago, decided that they were going to remove. Uh, euthanasia as from the criminal code under the section of homicide. So they basically have legalized homicide in this specific uh, situation. Now, you once mentioned in an article that palliative care 
should be the priority, not physician-assisted dying. And you said that there was something terribly wrong when a government does more to guarantee that the living can die than to ensure that the dying can live. What can the Canadian public do to help make palliative care a priority in this country? Well, I, I believe that they must never stop lobbying their member of parliament. Uh, and I, I'm advocating for continual letter-writing campaigns, not email, because I had, you know, emails that numbered over a thousand. And on issues like this, I'm sure that every senator received, you know, many, many, collectively thousands and thousands of emails. It's really the only way Canadians can uh, send their views to their parliamentarians. But I advocate writing letters because letters seem to carry more weight. So don't stop lobbying your member of parliament, and especially now we have the Trudeau Liberal government. Mr. Trudeau stated that at an earlier point in time that he was going to put $3 billion into the health care system. Unfortunately, there was no such allocation in the budget. So as far as I'm concerned, he could start by making good on a promise and put that $3 billion toward palliative care. In Canada right now, roughly 16 to 30 percent of people, only that percentage of people have access to palliative care. And statistics have further shown that for people who do have access to palliative care, and then all of their needs, their psychological, their um, spiritual, all of their needs are met. They, those people do not ask to be euthanized. So palliative care uh, may not be the complete and total answer, but it certainly is one very strong answer to that question. Senator, have you had personal experiences with euthanasia or physician-assisted suicide? No, I have not. And as a nurse, I worked for three years uh, as a day nurse in a, a senior's residence. And I keep thinking about, that was a few years ago now, I will say, but I keep thinking about how much those people in that home felt cared for and loved and they were taken care of. Some had, had family, but family who never came to see them. And the staff was all aware of people like that, and they went out of their way to, you know, spend extra time with these folks. The elderly were respected and cared for, and now we seem to be losing that. And it makes me really sad. You mentioned the Greater Edmonton Foundation, of which I was a board member. Um, that's an organization, a, a City of Edmonton uh, initiation or initiated organization, which uh, manages seniors' residences. And, you know, again, 
organizations like this, I won't say specifically the Greater Edmonton Foundation, uh, which does a very good, a very good, very good job. These organizations are afraid the government is going to say to them, you must, we're sending you uh, a patient, and it's your job to see that they are euthanized. I had a visit from a physician and his wife from BC who works in, who work in such uh, organizations, and that's one of their greatest fears. But personally, I have never had such an experience, although I know people who told me that they believed a parent in a hospital was euthanized. So I have heard stories uh, of people who've, who believe that. Now, Senator Unger, I was chatting with um, one of our previous guests, uh, Margaret Somerville, uh, who is a professor uh, in Montreal. And she, I have a great deal of respect for Margaret Somerville. Ms. Somerville mentioned that this, the issue of euthanasia seems to have gained prominence um, recently because people f are turning to euthanasia in order to gain control over their death. It, it, what do you feel about that? It, could that be possible that, it, that the calls for euthanasia simply, or well not simply, but are based in part by people wanting to be able to exit on their own terms? That could be the case, but more likely for younger people. For example, in uh, either Belgium or the Netherlands, there was a 64-year-old man who was a sound mind and, you know, didn't have a problem other than he had no family and felt that, you know, he didn't want to be alone, so he was euthanized. And when I read that, I thought, what a terrible shame. Think of the productivity. I mean, he could have volunteered. People like that, in my opinion, maybe aren't giving back to their communities where helping others might remove that desire to end their own life. I, I don't know. It, it is certainly possible. But for elderly and vulnerable people, I think that it's less likely the case. Now, given your opposition to Bill C-14, do you believe that decriminalized euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide in Canada is a done deal? With all my heart, I hope not. I hope a future government, uh, which will replace the Trudeau government, uh, may revisit this issue. Uh, and And at that point in time, be able to assess what I am thinking now will be a lot of damage caused by this bill. Now, some things have to occur in order to be able to look back and, and, and understand the significance of this bill, and that would include death certificates accurately reflecting euthanasia as the cause of death with the, say, someone had cancer, with that issue as the underlying 
but euthanasia should be listed as the cause of death. Only then will statistics clearly tell a story uh, that when we look at it again, Belgium, Holland, and the U.S. states, it's turning out to be the start of a slippery slope. And it would take a, a strong government to back it up or, uh, and maybe and, a charter challenge to that Supreme Court decision. Any, so I hope. Sorry. Any final words to my listeners, Senator Unger, whether they be on the, on the pro or the con side of this issue? I, yes. I would ask that they inform themselves uh, by studying what's happening in Belgium and the Netherlands. Uh, during uh, hearings, uh, Senate hearings, uh, on this issue, there was a witness from Belgium, and he was asking, urging Canadians not to make the mistake that Belgium made, because in his opinion, uh, it, it was just a, a terrible thing, and he couldn't see, you know, the good in it. So become informed. Find out what, what really is happening. And then never stop lobbying your government, your member of parliament, uh, against this, this C Bill C-14, euthanasia bill, um, which started off being called physician-assisted suicide. And now you'll note it's medical assistance. I proposed an amendment which would bring it back to only physician assisted suicide, but it lost, uh, in the Senate, it was lost on a vote. Uh, it was lost by one vote. So uh, now the way the bill stands, anyone can do it, but I would ask you listeners to never stop trying to prevent this from happening. Well, Senator Unger, thank you so much for taking the time to to, to chat with us. I really appreciate you're, it. You're, you're very welcome. Thank ha, you. Have a good day. You too, James. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the podcast Euthanasia Pro and Con, and our guest today was the Honorable Betty E. Unger. Senator Unger represents the province of Alberta, Canada. The weekly episodes of this podcast will alternate between the four and the against side of the issue. Our purpose is to provide you, our listeners, with all the information necessary for you to form your own position on euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide, or possibly even change your previously held position. Please subscribe to this podcast, and for information about past and future episodes, go to our website, Euthanasia pro and con, all one word, no spaces, dot com. And please tell your friends about this podcast. Finally, Euthanasia Pro and Con is dedicated to my friend Jacobo Louis Fuchs and dedicated to his son, Carlos Fox. Thanks for listening and hope to have you back next week. Peace. Peace.